Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What shocked them was the word, I had to circle, courage. In the original language, it means this. It means boldness. It means confidence. It means openness in speaking. You see, what they were saying was Peter had stepped out of his comfort zone and John, and these men noticed, how can that be when you don't have any religious training? It wasn't about religious training. It was about being filled with the power of God. Most Christians these days operate under mistaken thinking. They believe that the job of evangelism is the job of their ministers or pastors. They believe that evangelism has always been the responsibility of the laity class, not something that the normal person has any place involving themselves in. Pastor Mark will be teaching that this is biblically incorrect. You'll learn that the men that the church holds in high esteem, the apostles, were just ordinary men, fishermen tax collectors, not from the educated class. The difference is that they had become true disciples of Jesus. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Mark chapter 16 as he continues his message. God reaches people through people. people are born and God puts these three things in them. Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? And what's going to happen to me when I die? Don't be fooled to think that people aren't saying that. They are. Hurting people are everywhere. It was no different in Jesus' time. And look at the solution Jesus gave when we deal with hurting people. Look at the solution Jesus gave. Here it is, Matthew. Matthew wrote it. Then Jesus said to these hurting people, come to Calvary Chapel. You didn't like that? Well, let's just change it then. Come to Pastor Mark. Put your name there. Doesn't sound any better either. Don't make fun of me. What's Jesus say? Come to me. What does that mean? The only solution to man's problem is Jesus Christ. It's a personal relationship. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. You see, the solution is there. Please write this down in your notes. Never underestimate the appeal of the gospel. The gospel reaches, it doesn't matter what the condition of the person is. You'll see this later, all the questions people ask. They're from A to Z. They not only get forgiveness when they come to Jesus, but they get the Holy Spirit to live in them that can direct them the rest of their life. So we have to grow up. 
We have to step up. We have to learn how to share and care for people. And number three, we have to step out. It's not enough to know how if you don't step out and do it. And what do I mean by that? I have to step out of my comfort zone and I have to touch people. One day, Jesus and his disciples were walking and they tried to get away for some rest, didn't work. So Jesus sat down and he taught the people. He taught them all day. See, at the end of the day, there's 5,000 men, so probably 15,000 people. At the end of the day, Jesus says, uh, we're going to feed these people. And the disciples go, okay, we're supposed to be learning, but like uh, the 7-Eleven's a long way away. McDonald's doesn't have a line going to go out the gazooey here. We can't feed 5,000 people. And Jesus said, well, just go see what you have. They came back with five loaves and two fishes. And here's a statement that blew the disciples out of their comfort zone. What if I had, the, you were up here with me, and we had five loaves and two fishes for you to feed the people in the church right, that you're standing in front of? How would you feel with that? Would you call that out of your comfort zone? Here's what Jesus says. Let me read it to you. It's powerful. Mark six thirty-seven. Jesus says this, you feed them. And they replied, with what? With these? 15,000 people, with these? You feed them. Jesus isn't going to feed them. You'll feed them. God designed people to reach people. When I explain to you at the end, when you get on the GMO, what Jesus is saying to us today is the same thing. You feed them. Well, I don't have time to feed them. I don't want to feed them. I got my own problem. You feed them. Grow up. You care for people. Could it be that we don't share Because we don't care? So they fed the people. And every time they came back and their basket was empty, it was filled up again supernaturally. You see, what Jesus was trying to say is, you step out of your comfort zone, I'll be your source. Pastor Mark, I don't know that I can do anything. He'll be the source. When we step out, be Jesus in our world, great things happen. I want you to write this down. You need to understand this. And this isn't about outside of the world. It's right here. Hurting, searching people means open doors. When you and I are at work or you're on the internet or you're at school or a neighborhood, listen to these things. People who have problems in their marriage, their sickness, loss of a job, financial problems, accident, divorce, death of a loved one, birth of a baby, prodigals, drugs, alcohol, pornography, a life filled with activity, but absolutely no purpose and meaning. All of those are open doors. There's no different in people around the world. Zero difference. I've been in like 50, 60 countries. Every person's the same. They have hurting issues. They have problems. And Jesus says, all you that are hurting, come to me. I'll give you rest. Now, Linda and I do a lot of missions things, and I want to show you a trip we took to India. Now, as you see this little church, we went way out in the wilderness, three or four hours away from really anything, no electricity, nothing. And I want you to understand the people that you're going to see now. These people... 90% of them can't read or write. Can they know that God loves them? Well, how are they going to know that? They can't pick their Bible up. They can't get on the internet. They can't read or write. How are they going to know that? People are going to have to touch them. 
Well, here we are. Inside the church, I'm teaching. I'm teaching those people. So, Pastor Myers, not a lot of people that you went all the way here just to touch him. Hey, one matters. I'm teaching them. Can they know that God really loves them? Yes, they can. Now, there's another pastor beside me. He's Indian because he's going to carry it on. Amen? That's discipleship. Now, what happens after this? Well, we do the great commandment. Take a look. Here it is. They get water baptized. They're out there in the water. Now, the first time I went, I went out there with the water buffalo and whatever else was between my feet down there. I don't remember. (laughs) But this time I got a little smarter. Notice me. I'm standing with the white shirt there on the side. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) I stepped out once. That was enough. But they're being baptized. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's great that you can do that, but I can't go around the world on missions. I don't have money. I, can't, I, couldn't, I couldn't speak if I found this little church. I can't do that. So there's nothing I can do to reach the world. <sighs> I have an answer for you. It's G-M-O. Yes, you can. Now, I want to show you how that works so that you can understand very simply. Here's something interesting. These are actual questions that come in. Now, let me explain this from how it works. You get on the internet after you get approved, and you can take one or two emails a day, or one on Monday and two on Friday, however you want. You don't answer the email right away. If you can speak multiple languages, they'll send that to you. You don't answer the email right away. You have a half a day, a day to think about it, pray about it, and the next morning, you just answer it. And you just have a quick answer, and you can respond to it. So here's actual question. See, sometimes when the people that you'll get an email from them, they're going to ask for prayer. So that's not difficult. You can just key a prayer right back to them. Probably in there is going to be a need. And then sometimes they just express gratitude because there's somebody there for them. You know, when I'm in that little village in India and nobody goes there, that's very humbling to be used by God. Number three. Sometimes they ask questions. Here's actual questions came into Steve over the last few weeks. How can I know God loves me? 18 to 25-year-old male, Philippines. Now let me ask you a question, because here's where you're going to go with that. How, how would you answer that? That's exactly right, Pastor Mark. I love God, but I couldn't answer that question. When I look at down some of these other ones here, how many times should I pray? How can I have peace of mind? Why was Jesus punished on the cross? I'm going through a divorce. How can I overcome love? I can't answer those questions. From Nigeria and USA and Nigeria and 1825 man Ghana. I can't answer those questions. What are you, crazy? I'm not a theologian. Well, let me give you the answer. You ready? For almost all of the common questions, there's a little cheat sheet that you get. And you get to copy what they've said with the scripture into the answer and personalize it yourself. So let's see how that works. Here's a question. Why is there suffering and evil in the world? By the way, why did a person write that? Because they're what? They're suffering. So why is there? Well, I know how to answer it because on Wednesday night I taught the book of Job. It's all about suffering. Did the whole book of Job Wednesday night. I just gave them a link to the internet. I'm done. But 99% of those people wouldn't have the internet. This is from their smartphone, most of them. So they couldn't do it. So how would you answer that question? Look at this response. The pain and suffering you see in the world today, you look back, is a result of mankind's sin. See, how does that respond? 
So most people believe suffering. Here's it. How could a loving God allow suffering to happen? It wasn't God. It has nothing to do with God. Do you see how clear that is right from the start? That's the answer that you would send always with the word of God. Because the word of God sticks with a person. So you don't have to know all this. You just read through that, maybe summarize it a little bit, and just let me ask you a question. If it's not one of these common ones, there's another website they give you to go to. It's called gotquestions.org. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of answers to the common questions around the world. So you're not left without an answer. So give me another excuse that you can't do it. Hello? I answer three or four of those questions. How to handle lust, how to answer somebody who says, what should be my next step? What do I do about a divorce? Can God still forgive me after I've done all these things? After you answer these people over a week or two period, it's just short answers, the next day, any change in you? Hello? What kind of change? I'm growing because I now know more of the word. I know how to apply the word. If somebody at lunch says to me, you know, look at that disaster again over there. God, man, what kind of a God do you, you go to church, what kind of a God do you serve? He brought all this evil into the world. Oh, no, God didn't bring evil. It was man's sin that brought, what do you mean? Well, let's talk for a moment. (laughs) So what has it done to you here in Brevard County? It's changed you. Do you understand? That's why this is going to change our church, I believe, more than anything in the last 20 years. Because you're going to feed them. You're going to grow. You're going to have the very answers to life that you don't know now. And we're not going to be two inches deep. We're going to be deep and wide for Jesus Christ. I want you to write this down because this is the result of GMO. As we step out of our comfort zone, we really grow. It's not head knowledge. You're talking to a person. They're depending on you. They're looking for God and your Jesus on the earth. It doesn't get any better than that, guys. You see, as we step out of our comfort zone, We really grow spiritually, not carnal anymore. You're not just thinking about yourself. You don't have to do it five days a week. You don't have to do it with seven emails a day. You do it when you're comfortable. You see, there's so many of these templates that will answer the common ones. And when it's not there, virtually you go out to that site, gotquestions.org. You can actually look that up yourself when you go home. I use it often. And it's just filled with thousands of answers to those questions. Now, we have a couple. They're new missionaries down in Brazil, Mark and Kathy. And I got this email from Mark. They're just down there. They're learning the language, Portuguese, whatever. Here he says this, Pastor Mark. Just wanted to let you know that I was approved as a GMO missionary online. They asked me some questions about my Portuguese and if I would be willing to communicate with people who don't speak English. And of course, he said yes. Today, I got my first three GMO emails from people. One was from Nigeria, one from Saudi Arabia, and one from Ethiopia. This is his like baptism, first day. Three. He doesn't give me all the details, but he says this. 
at the end of the day, all three accepted Jesus Christ. What? Do you remember the map we had up showing you around the world? People asking questions and then being discipled and then yellow came up and they were accepting the Lord. Linda and I were there yesterday and we looked at it and we're watching these dots come up. And it was just amazing. Over here, accept the Lord. Over here, accept the Lord. I'll be here, accept the Lord. Over here, accept the Lord. And then I looked at the numbers. That day, it was about the middle of the day when we looked. That day, already 35,000 people became believers. In the middle of the day. In the middle of the day. We've never seen anything like that before in our whole life. This is a new day. God is opening doors that no man can shut. What happened to Mark? When Mark stepped out and he presented the gospel, it was powerful. And I want you to write this statement down. Never underestimate the power of the gospel. Let me say this in a kind way. It's not my answers. It's not really your answers. It's the word of God that's powerful. Do you understand that? All my illustrations, my Kimmy and all that neat stuff that I try to put in to grab your attention, to relate to you, those are all cool. But none of that kind of stuff. Kimmy can't change your life. Only Jesus Christ and his word can change your life. And so we get the privilege. That's why you always put scripture in. Notice what Paul says. I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It's the power of God at work. You say, well, they didn't accept Christ. Don't expect them to accept Christ every time. The actual percentage is way less than 10% of the people that ask get saved. But that's normal. You planted the word and they will think about it. God's word is powerful. God's at work saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. Now, I want you to turn to Acts chapter 4. Right after Matthew 28, Jesus says to his disciples, you got to go to Jerusalem. You have to wait to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit because you can't do this to your strength. What I had, you have to have. He tells them that. And then in, in Acts chapter 1, they go, they get filled, and then they're given the commission. So they have the great commandment. They have the great commission, and they have the great empowerment, and they go. Well, as you get to Acts chapter 4, Peter and John, the day before, had healed a man who had been lame. And thousands of people came to the Lord after they saw the miracles. You used to see him begging every day. Well, the religious leaders, the Jewish religious leaders who didn't believe in Jesus were livid because they were losing their hold on the people. So they put him in jail. And the next day they let him out and they have a one-to-one with him. They confront him. And look as they're talking with him. Look in verse 13. Let's go down on to verse 13. And I'm going to ask you to circle two words. When they, the religious leaders, saw Peter and John, the courage, circle the word courage, I'll be back to it, the courage of Peter and John, and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary, circle the word ordinary, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. What's the whole growth deal about? That we would grow To be like Jesus. That when people would see us, they would say, whoa, you're like that Jesus I read in the Bible. You got it. Now, I ask you to circle two words. Let me take the last one first. Ordinary. 
What did they mean when they looked at Peter and John and said, like, you guys are ordinary. You're unschooled. They didn't mean ignorant. They meant this. They knew that Peter and John were disciples of Jesus. They knew they hadn't been through rabbinical school, not their schools. They also knew that they had not sat under a great teacher like Saul and Paul did, uh, Gamaliel. So they were just ordinary, everyday, garden-variety Christ followers. What are you? Just turn to your neighbor and say, I'm just the ordinary garden-variety myself. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are you? Yeah, you guys are just ordinary garden variety. I'm the only one here that's special. (laughs) Yeah, right. We're all ordinary, amen? Amen. What makes us amazing? God in us. So it wasn't that they had been with Jesus. It wasn't something that lingered from three years ago. They were filled with the Spirit of God right then. And notice the other word. What shocked them was the word, I had you circled, courage. In the original language, it means this. It means boldness. It means confidence. It means openness in speaking. You see, what they were saying was Peter had stepped out of his comfort zone and John, and these men noticed, how can that be when you don't have any religious training? It wasn't about religious training. It was about being filled with the power of God. Now, Peter was bold because he made a huge statement. Look at verse 12. It's one back from where you're at. Jesus is honored by this verse. Peter says this to the Jewish people who don't believe in him, the leaders. Salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Let me say this kindly to you. We have many pastors, many churches today that are cowards for Jesus. In many of our pulpits, here's what you'll say. All roads lead to God. That's a total lie. You see, Peter was bold. What did he say? There's only one way to get to God. That's through Jesus. That's the truth. Where did he learn it? From Jesus. This is the last thing I want you to write down. If you and I are going to make a difference in our world, you can't be some kind of mousy person. You can't be some kind of a person who's a coward. Now, we're not talking about getting in the face of people and being rude. That's ridiculous. Jesus never did that. Let's learn to step out and be bold for Jesus. Let's just learn to do it. Now, I want you to go. Understand that the early church was not a powerless minority. It turned the world upside down. CCM, you are not a powerless minority. With many other wonderful churches in our area, we've already begun changing Brevard County and the other counties we're in. Let's broaden our reach to reach the whole world. We never had a chance to do that. You couldn't go on enough mission trips. We have that within our hands right now today. God-given. We can accomplish with God what He wants us to do. The church isn't the building. It's the people who still worship Jesus and praise His name despite whatever obstacles stand in their way. Today, we want to invite you as the extended Church of Jesus to join us virtually for our weekend worship services. Pastor Mark and Calvary Chapel Melbourne are continuing to meet online during this time, and you can be a part of our services. Visit calvaryccm.com live to watch on our website or find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku. Just search for Calvary Chapel Melbourne. 
Our services will take place at 6 p.m. on Saturdays and again on Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45. For more information or to find links to our stream, visit calvaryccm.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor Mark's teachings from this series and feel free to share them with your friends and family. We also have devotions available under the Connect tab and you can visit our social media pages as well. All this can be found at our website. Again, that's calvaryccm.com. As we wrap up our time with you today, we'd like to ask that you continue to pray for our country and for those around the world who are suffering during this pandemic. Please lift them up to the Lord and pray that His name would be magnified in every corner of the earth. Please pray for our leaders as well and for your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you feel led to support Lessons for Living financially during this time, we would be grateful. You can donate online at calvaryccm.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.